Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy last day of September. It is a gorgeous one here in KC. I'm a happy girl. I went outside in short sleeves and it's just perfect. I'm excited. My last day in KC for today or for right now. I'll come back through. Uh, so trying to get some stuff done. Meeting another new person today that I've only ever met virtually. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, going to a couple of my favorite hotspots to eat. So it's a good day. All right, let's see what our reading says. I did not read it in advance. So here goes. Chinese proverb. Nobody's family can hang out the sign. Nothing the matter here. Nobody's family can hang out the sign. Nothing the matter here. While we were drinking, gambling, and using, we often found it easy to judge others. It made us feel better to say, those people have a lot of problems. I'm glad I'm not like them. Today, we are much less likely to judge others. We are focused on our own life now. We are busy getting back in shape mentally, physically, and spiritually. We don't have much time or much need to be taking the inventory of other people. Oh, freaking A. If only we could all be like this, right? As we learn the benefits of empathy and sympathy with others. Oh, and we have learned the benefits of empathy and sympathy with others. Instead of criticizing, we are learning how to reach out and understand others. As we learn to trust ourselves and our feelings, we find we don't need to hide behind a wall of selfishness. Now we are learning the spiritual value of hearing and helping others. As the 12th step reminds us, we keep our program by giving it away. Today, let me be sensitive to the plight of others. Help me to not judge those in need. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're one of my my beautiful people out there listening that doesn't have a gambling problem, I'm going to tell you how you can apply this to real life. Because this is definitely, if, you know, from taking my own inventory and then step 10, which we'll talk about in October here, when we have to look in the mirror about our actions or our behaviors and then promptly admit that we screwed up or that we acted not the way we want to act and fix it or make amends or, you know, just kind of get over it. Otherwise, you're banking it until your next relapse and having to start all over, in my humble opinion. But anyway, I really do. I try to... Sometimes my emotions get away from me and sometimes I react not in the best ways. And uh, the two examples I can think of with this are the lady in the parking lot that I told you about the other day. You know, I I really did make this part of my thinking process is like, okay, maybe she's having a bad day. Okay, maybe she, you know, has power issues. Maybe she's at home getting beat up by her husband and she needs to control the person parking in the parking lot. I don't know. I hope that's not the case, but there's more to the story. So I had to mindfully, deliberately show her love and kindness. Like I just... I, I had to in that case. And I will say, you know, after 40 something years of normal stinking thinking and having an attitude instead of a, coming from a place of gratitude or kindness all the time and being selfish little biatch, like could have been like, what the frick or fought back or, or whatever. So not taking... I guess I am kind of taking her inventory in the sense of I wish she wasn't rude to me, but that's one example. But I was trying to not judge her or be pissy pants about it too long. And 
The other example, this is really interesting because I forgot I even did this until reading this just now. When we were golfing, I guess it was the other day. Yeah, we were golfing and we're at a hole. Now, mind you, the golf courses are still pretty busy, especially on the nicer days. You know, everybody's trying to get it in before snow starts flying. And the lawnmower guy, the courses are busy. The lawnmower guy was like mowing on the hole and like caused us to pause play while we waited him for him to do the circles. And it was a par five. So for those of you who don't know a par five, it's a long haul and it takes a while to get there. So there would be big gaps in time for him to mow. And I think I've made it clear, I do not like loud noises ever at all. I don't like mowers. I don't like snowblowers. I don't like vacuums. I don't like any of it. And my body chemistry and my mind both were both like, ah, noise and wanted to go into pissy pants mode just just from him mowing the green. Like it was annoying to me. And I had to, and I think I think my counselors kind of helped me with this, like embrace trying to embrace the noise so that eventually becomes background. Anyway, I had to be like, like my brain wanted to be like, you jerk, stop mowing when I'm here to play. That whole selfish, it's all about me, what the flower. And I end up talking myself through like, he's just trying to get it done. Why don't you be grateful for him keeping the greens nice? And this was a whole dialogue in my head the day we were golfing. Like Chip doesn't know, nobody knows I was thinking all this and trying to get myself like reprogrammed to embrace other people is essentially what it was. And to take notice that I didn't need to let this make me bitchy. You know, I, I think my poor mother gets the brunt of it. It's like we always seem to be on the phone or or maybe I just download to her. I'm always like, rah, 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 and all these problems are really little in the grand scheme of things. It's a practice thing. And so we often found it easy to judge others. It made us feel better to say those people have a lot of problems. I'm glad I'm not like them. And on Saturday... I had a conversation with um, one of the ladies here about this. Like, let's mind our business. We don't need to... Like, what value does it serve, you know, to to judge other people? It just keeps negativity in our bucket. That's really all it does. I don't know. I don't know what it does other than that, really. Maybe it makes us feel better if we have our weaknesses. But that's the whole beauty of the recovery stuff and doing the work and and trying to get your mind right. And I think the reason that it's always like mind, body, soul, like the book we read out of and like this reading mentally, physically, spiritually is you almost have to start with physically, right? Because if you have a healthy body and maybe things aren't hurting as much, you don't feel that. I don't know. The only word that's coming to mind is shitty. Like if you don't feel shitty physically, it's a good start to be able to get not feeling shitty mentally. And then you really can enhance it when you feel not shitty spiritually. So you have to do the work on those three components. And if you're busy doing that work, first of all, you don't really have time to judge people. If you're feeling right, you don't need to judge people to calm down whatever you're feeling shitty about. Make sense? So the goal is to not feel shitty. And the way you achieve that goal is by doing the work, you know, digging deep, being honest with yourself and others, standing your ground. I mean, I really love watching all of our different personalities here, like within our group. And, you know, everybody's living their own life and making their own choices. And 
to me, that's a good show of our friendship because we support each other in all of those things. We don't have much need to be taking an inventory on other people. There has been so many times in a GA meeting, this is just complete honesty, you know, where I hear people talking and I can hear their attic voice talking, right? And they might be the loudest voice in the room or they might just be not seasoned enough or or whatever. I find that I usually struggle with the ones who want to dominate and tell everybody, you know, how they should be living their lives. I find that that's where I get like, oh, come on, you know, like, why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? You know, like you want to preach and fix everybody else, but why don't you look in the mirror? And even when we're talking amongst ourselves as Gambler Anonymous people, members, so many times we've heard the language, you know, I'm not trying to take his inventory, but, (laughs) you know, and now that I'm creating my own style of recovery that works for me, I realize that I definitely am aware of other people's behaviors, but it, it does now. It's like, oh, I feel bad they don't know any better. or I feel bad they're not. I feel like they're almost, I don't want to say delusional, but they think that they're in a good space. But as an outsider looking in, sometimes we can see that they may not be in a good space. And this goes back to what we talked about, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I don't know, but the controlling what we can control. So if someone's not in a good frame of mind, judging them doesn't serve us. It just doesn't. Maybe an approach can be asking, you know, thought-provoking questions or just ignoring it so the negativity doesn't get in our bucket. I tend to find myself asking questions or or just being honest. I call bullshit when I see it a lot of times. Not to be confrontational or if I think it's going to be too confrontational or someone won't hear me, I don't even bother. I just try to, <laughs> and I was saying this last night, like the fact that you and me are here together today and every day that we are and that I tell you or guide you or share with you or or whatever it you want to call it when I tell you and advise you of something for when the situation hits when I have that same situation I have to do it myself I have this level of accountability to you guys and I call it you know practicing what I preach and other friends of mine in the industry, I've said to them too, you know, you want to be in this in this world, you got to fix yourself first and you got to work on this stuff and you got to be a good example. And when the times come, it's hard, guys. It's hard sometimes to do what I say we should do or what I say I should do. But I notice that every time I feel better on the other side. So if we put the energy that we we have into that, getting through those harder times than worrying about the judging and sucking up our positivity on things like that and other people, we have a really good chance at a much better life. And we've learned the benefits of empathy and sympathy with others. Instead of criticizing, we are learning how to reach out and understand others. As we learn to trust ourselves and our feelings, we need, we don't, wow, I can't read it the second time so good. We find we don't need to hide behind a wall of selfishness. And that's just it. I mean, there's definitely value, 100% value to having the selfish principle. We have to be selfish to protect ourselves. I will never take that away from us. We have to. We have to protect ourselves. But we don't need to be selfish in the sense of looking at someone else's 
stumbles or flaws or character defects, whatever you want to call them. We don't need to be selfish in a way that we think, and it's an illusion, we think we're filling our bucket by putting them down raises us up. That's not really how it works. Putting them down takes away our positivity. Like we're not putting positivity out there to build on. Instead, it's just negativity and we're just hanging on to more negativity and it sits in our bucket like swell and it's just gross and we need to get rid of it. So if we focus on ourselves and then helping others, and like I said, helping others looks different for different people. And I don't think it's the loudest voice in the room that makes you the biggest helper. You know, it could be, if, if you're in the 12-step world, you can be the biggest helper by just showing up. Like I've mentioned before in New York, I walked into three GA meetings, my first three GA meetings in New York, and the same fellow was in all three. And he had over 20, I think maybe he's close to 25 years clean time, somewhere around there. Now, he didn't have to advise me as someone who was newer in recovery of what he did or He didn't have to lecture me or give me direction on how to do things. He just shared and showed up. That was him doing his 12-step work. It's him working his recovery, but it's also him doing his pay it forward by showing up. Like, think about it. If you haven't done something for 20 years, maybe you quit whatever it is at 25 years old and now you're 60. Do you really think now you've lived life longer in recovery than using? Why do you need to go to meetings? Why do you need to show up? Why do you need to talk to people? Why do you need to be open and transparent about it? Because you need to help other people. Maybe you don't need to, but I'll tell you, life gets better when you do. When you try to help, it just totally does. You know, when you give a gift, and and I'm not even talking money gifts. It could be just attendance. It could be just a share. It could be just a kind word. It could be just a text hello. You know, the day after someone says they're having a really hard time, it could be helping by staying connected, nurturing friendships. Like there's so many ways to help that don't come at a cost to you. And I will tell you that that'll replenish your positivity in your bucket over and over and over again. Today, let me be sensitive to the plight of others. Help me to not judge those in need. And I've told you as recently as last week, you know, um, that I, I tend to be black and white and hold people to standards. And I hate to think of it as judging, but I'm still guilty of it. I'm not telling you that it's good for me. I'm just telling you that I still am guilty of it and that it's definitely a deliberate act to recenter and remind myself of the things we're talking about today. But it can be done. That's kind of the beauty of it. So think about that. Like I said, everything everything we talk about kind of takes practice. So think about the even the wait, waiter at dinner last night. Oh my God, he was such a grumpy butt. And I tried having my personality on him. And of course, with masks, you can't tell if people are, are smiling or not. And I asked him like, like, are you okay? Like, are you smiling under there? Because you can kind of tell when people's eyes are smiling. And he's like, well, just consider it resting mask face, you know, like resting bitch face. And that was probably the funniest thing, the funniest interaction with him all night because he was really like, eh, I'm not a fan of when it feels like we're bugging people when we're at a place where we need the people to (laughs) heighten our experience. So those are my thoughts. 
I am. I'm going to run in the store here. I'm I'm looking out in the parking lot and there's this guy walking his dog and I kind of want to go over and pet the dog. What else is new? Anyway, so happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, which I just realized and and said on my live, like, I don't, it's not hump day anymore when you're self-employed. <laughs> that's what, one of the things I'm learning, you know, that's a mental equation. Like I kind of don't care about money. So these gifts aside from money to me are more important. Like it's, it's, I mean, money is a tool and it's important to get to my goals, but I would much rather enjoy going to visit a random dog and be happy and free than to be, you know, going into an office. It's just, it's just good stuff right now. I hope it's sunny where you are, guys. I am, uh, I'm going to be driving to Denver tomorrow. So I'll try to visit you from another parking lot on one of my stops. And yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you have a great day, beautiful people. Love ya.